yo, yo, what up, what up? What is going on? <laughs> Hello, my breadwinners and bread losers. Welcome to another episode of Think Fresh <laughs> Podcast, a podcast about a medley of seafood and other topics. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, what do those other topics include, Ty? Because I feel like we just go buck wild on whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever's kind of pressing, mm-hmm. I guess. Yes, dude. Panini pressing in the booth. We start with the bread as we just did. Then we move on to the meats, the cheeses, the veggies, and then we sauce it up at the very end of each episode. That's the flow. You can expect it twice a week from Think Fresh podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can feel I can sense some like kind of animalistic tendencies kind of like emerging right now. I haven't had lunch today, Ty, and it's almost four. So I'm just kind of like shaking in my seat right now i'm like buzzing i'm ready to get into Mm. it what's driving this intermittent fasting eric are you on a is this a dry at january for you (laughs) no 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 this is this means that bay is not home (laughs) if i Mm. don't eat lunch that means no one's here to make me lunch and it's kind of just you know a byproduct of me getting used to bay cooking for me you know yeah, yeah, I understand that. You're falling into traditional gender roles in your household. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. It's just it's just interesting. I love to cook, as you know. I'm I'm the sandwich artist of my home. Today I made a fantastic lunch, Eric. I took Are you familiar with the Caesar salad? Oh, I'm way too familiar with the Caesar salad. Yeah, yeah. So, as am I. What I did, you see, is I fried up some beyond chicken strips. That's a real thing. You can get Beyond Chicken. I found it at the grocery store. Kind of tastes like chicken. And then I made a homemade Caesar <laughs> <on>. salad. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. What do you mean by Beyond the Chicken? Like, is this some 3D lab printed shit from KFC? Or is this quite literally a new product from the Beyond Corporation? From Beyond Enterprises, yes. To, to Chicken and Beyond. <laughs> to the coop. Can you it's, tell me if this it's okay. Beyond Chicken uh, still has the foreskin on it? I, I, by that, do you mean <laughs> the? Uh, <laughs> do you mean the um like the crispy outside? Um, or, no, I meant the chi- actual chicken skin. But I'm, I just googled oh. it and it looks like th- this is fried chicken tenders. Yeah, dude. No, I think there's like a skin of some sort, but yo, it's got to be made out of like potato or something. I don't think it's real. <laughs> huh interesting yeah. so, so they, they got these wow. they got strips i think they might got nuggies too like the the bell the boot whatever you know but oh, i yeah, just got dude. the strippies fried them up chopped them up made tossed up a caesar salad thai specialty caesar salad dressing has no anchovies no mayo no egg it's just we're we're, we're doing an a iteration here toss all that together baby and i put it in a wrap that's oh. right a chicken caesar wrap t-bone style Dude, I love chicken Caesar wraps. Yeah, dude. Me too. So let me run that back. Beyond chicken with the fried mm-hmm. bits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then lettuce. Mm-hmm. Lemon. Oh, we got what some else? lemon up in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then no, some shredded carrot because I was feeling freaky. Dude, <sighs> it, was, it was fire. Like you got to get T-boned by my wrap. Like it is. <laughs> it is. You always eat one of these things when you're at like a bad deli or like at a casual fine dining restaurant for lunch <laughs> with like a, a pint of ale. You're like, yeah, I'll, I'll do the chicken Caesar wrap. Mm-hmm. You never have it at home. 
And when you have it at home, it's a delicacy. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. It's one of those like free airport lounge kind of grab and go situations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, yes, I'll grab this wrap mysterious little wrap in a plastic box. And then once I'm like 30,000 feet up in the air, I'll open it and I'll be disappointed with like kind of what's there. Yeah, dude, the entire the entire airline industry or convenience industry is doing the chicken Caesar wrap a disservice. And I would even go as far as to say that Subway is doing it a disservice as well. And the reason for that, Eric, is because I read online the other day that the chicken is like the last soldier standing on the line. The steak only has like a one day turnaround before it's tossed, but the chicken Mm. can stay out for, they suggest two days on the counter is Subway's recommendation. But you know the sandwich artists are leaving them out longer if they're not selling three, four days. I've heard reports that some sandwich artists find the chicken a little stinky after the third day, but they'll <laughs> still serve it anyways. A little stinky chicken, never hurt anybody. So, yeah, I, I just can't see a Subway employee being like, oh, we've hit the two-day mark. Uh, we should throw these out. You know what I mean? That's like That's more work at the end of the, end of the shift. And if they're closing, you know what I mean? They want to get home as soon as possible to play Xbox or something. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they're definitely like just throwing the lid on that chicken and maybe that's it. Heading home after that. <laughs> yeah, dude, they got to go play Angry Birds, ironically. And <laughs> the other thing, though, is I bet you there's a direct correlation between amount of fresh food, well, questionably fresh food thrown away. And the sandwich artist performance review, like, do you think they sit you down annually and they say, listen, Mohammed, our sandwich artist, you <laughs> threw away more chicken than any other member of this franchise. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to have to dock some hours. I mean, working at Subway has got to be the top five easiest jobs in the world because, like, you can justify any action at Subway. Like, if you throw away a whole bucket of cheese you can just say like, listen, something about that cheese was off to me. I'm, I'm going to spare everyone's stomachs today. And that's what happened. I didn't. I definitely did not munch on them when there was no customers. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bite of cheese for you. Exactly. Dude, yeah, you, you're right. You could probably say anything you want. You could get away with any excuse. You could say like a rat fell out of the ceiling vent right into the bucket and it had to go. <laughs> like, I'd believe it. Damn. <laughs> Dude, there's probably all kinds of shit happening behind the scenes at Subway that we're just not privy to. Like, like what's in those boxes behind the line? <laughs> we need we need to know. Dude. Yeah, I want an un- unboxing video. Show me the hall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, speaking of showing me the hall, I saw a... <laughs> Is this a boat I video? <laughs> a, <laughs> I saw a GoPro POV footage of somebody making the footlong cookie and the pretzel (laughs) and the churro do you know what i'm talking about i think i sent it to you sort of okay so this is breaking news for subway i think we covered it well it's old news for us probably new news for the breadheads but subway's footlong treats have just hit the market (laughs) footlong cookie with which seems appropriate and then two very deranged footlong snacks a churro and uh and a pretzel (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure where the pretzel came in because I think last time we reported on this, we said it was a bun option, but mm-hmm. it's not a bun option. It's like just the pretzel. <laughs> Damn. And like, it seems like overkill to get a sandwich and a pretzel. 
it's just like two bread products that kind of don't complement each other unless you're going for just the pretzel you know what i mean as a little snack mm-hmm. we've been we've fallen victim to the subway snack <laughs> you know what i mean so i can see a pretzel taking that place mm-hmm. they always have to have a snack offering to screw over the not so hungry clientele yeah, dude. But this this new roster makes no sense. Like, I feel like they hired their CMO from like a, an amusement park or something. You know, they they poached <laughs> a few people from Disneyland to tr- drum up this new menu. <laughs> yeah, next thing you know, there's gonna be elephant ears on the menu, mm-hmm. um, mini donuts. You know, candy. Yeah, mini donuts would be kind of fire. I dip them in the sweet <laughs> onion. I think that'd be really good. Dude, having a candy apple as an option and then p- dipping it in whatever sauce you want, just the mayo apple. <laughs> dude a candy apple is actually so quintessentially subway because it's something that is at its core should be healthy for you but then it's been smothered in something that will kill you <laughs> <laughs> exactly i really want to try this pretzel i i actually think this will be awesome because in this footage ty i saw someone throwing the pretzel in the toaster and then dipping it in what looked like a chicken nugget kind of like honey mustard dip mm, that's a good and use you, of the honey yeah. mustard yeah exactly. of course so i'm wondering now if they have little plastic uh cups for the sauce for dipping in which case you know this could affect our sandwich eating as well like i could dip my foot long in one of these things but i think the pretzel will be really good i'm, I'm actually looking forward to trying this next time we visit the way Oh, dude, me too. I'm a pretzel fanatic. I love a little salty (laughs) crunchy. But here's the thing is Subway's toasting game has been significantly lighter every time I visit for like the last two years. (laughs) There was a time when you go in there and your bread is charred, you know, like fourth degree, like fire burn victim. But now when I go in there and I get it toasted, I feel like it's just like kind of warm and squishy still. Like it's mm-hmm. like when you take a duvet cover right out of the dryer, that's how it feels, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It could be the toaster that's changing or it could be the bread that's changing though. Mm. Like we've talked about how the bread got chewier mm-hmm. and it's possible that the, whatever real bread formula they're using is different than the yoga mat bread formula that they were using previously. That's probably it. So I'm hesitant to toast my pretzel because I like a crispy pretzel and I don't think Subway's going to be able to uh, provide me that unless they literally dial in their toaster like procedure. Mm-hmm, exactly. The other thing I noticed, mm-hmm. Ty, was the sprinkling of some rock salt on top. <sighs> a little Malden salt. It's a nice touch. Hell yeah. It's a nice touch. If they white, have this. white or Himalayan? <laughs> definitely white come on uh it's like white or whole wheat there is definitely some rock salt hidden at the subway now and i need to experiment with this in my sandwich i think mm-hmm. yeah you know that the salt on the line is still your like run-of-the-mill table salt because it's in a shaker there's no grinder there they don't got the the menu duo black and white grinders mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. yeah lots to try at the uh at the way ty we gotta we gotta make a run there pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Malton salts would be sick also just on top of the bread, you know, carve up the the top of the mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. What else we got, Ty? What else is there to talk about? <laughs> oh, dude. Okay. So I was reading this article about 
sandwich artists, which we're both familiar with. And you don't like to see sandwich artists in the news. Usually it's not <laughs> for a good reason. It's usually like some kind of violent act. Mm-hmm. And you know what's crazy is when a sandwich artist comes forward, you me- it means it w- w- the act was so heinous that they turned down Subway's uh, <laughs> like appeal to what, what, whatever they offered them. They turned it down. Mm-hmm. I mean, theoretically, or like, I guess, realistically, what could Subway even offer to like remedy a situation? Like the best they could do is free footlongs for life. <laughs> and like, who, who wants that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. We know they don't have any money. Um, inch points, maybe in the app. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll give you some the equivalent of air miles if you just <laughs> to suppress this information. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyways, the sandwich <laughs> artist said that. Uh, a lot of people talk about what the worst footlong to order is. The worst thing to order oh. on the menu. And worst they how? came forward. Like well, worst tasting or worst to make or worst for you. <laughs> so I think it's just a like all of the above. I'll take answer D. It's mm-hmm. hard to make, hard to eat, doesn't taste good, and is really bad for you and really expensive. <laughs> And wow, if something doesn't taste good and is bad for you, that's like, what are you doing with your life, bro? Like, if something's bad for you, it damn sure better taste good. Yeah, exactly. That's what you'd think. But so the answer actually in hindsight is obvious because this thing, when created in this manner, the proportions are way off. I'll just explain it to you what it is, okay? It is... The double meat meatball. Oh, shit. <laughs> it all makes sense kill, now, right? <laughs> kill a child with a weak immune system. <laughs> yeah, dude. A Victorian era child would die if they even smelled it. <laughs> so clearly the worst thing to make, without a doubt, because that shit's not even close, you know? Like it's got more balls falling out of it than a pornographer, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Damn, dude. It's overpriced because you're paying for double meat on the biggest meat option it's mm-hmm. already a That's premium a lot of sandwich and terrible to eat you're gonna have balls falling your out of your mouth <laughs> like mm-hmm. more than like a basketball hoop yeah, dude. nothing worse nothing worse than like eating a meatball sub and having it like herniate in your hands <laughs> <laughs> dude they're pulsating i bet you one dude. of those meatballs is gonna have a heartbeat it's gonna have a heartbeat and then my heartbeat's gonna pause for Mm -hmm. a good second yeah dude you're getting literally like bombarded by these little balls like it's a a, a bombing in world war ii in london Mm -hmm. i mean the worst possible thing that can happen ty is like i mean other than death um is having one of the meatballs protrude through the bun and like touch your hand while you're like holding the sandwich like you can kind of you can feel it as i describe it to you can't you it's so scary. You're either going to stroke <laughs> out from eating it or stain your f- outfit. And I'm not sure what's worse. Oh, dude, I'd rather have a stroke. Mm-hmm. In or wow. out. So the meatball, hey? So, okay, can you, is there any rationale as to why? I mean, I think I'm pretty clear on why, but I'm just curious, like in the sandwich artist's own words, why is this meatball, double meatball the worst? When I worked there, it was double meatball subs. It always turned out to be a mess and it was hard to close. But then this article digs a little deeper and says that there are likely no nutritionists or doctors that would endorse this sandwich, <laughs> which is fair enough. It's kind of a shame because it is 
in theory, the perfect sandwich. Hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're going to have this take. It's the perfect sandwich. It's the it's like the sandwich we hate to love and love to hate at the same mm-hmm. time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It is the quintessential like hoagie. You know what I mean? Like if you think of hoagies, you think of a fucking meatball sub with just lettuce strands kind of falling out of it. Mm-hmm. But also if you go plain Jane, you got this like bun with marinara sauce and meat. And that's it. That's all you need, Ty. That's the perfect sandwich. Like meat and bread and a sauce. That's, yeah, dude, that's it. And some cheese. Just imagining like scraggly ass lettuce coming out the top. Shit looks like a Muppet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like all the other stuff is kind of optional, but man, like meat, bread, and, and sauce. So, like it's just like I can't describe in, in words how perfect that combination is. Yeah, that's why we love Subway because they offer that. And that's all they really offer. <laughs> just skip that's the veggie all they section. Offer. <laughs> it's a meat ballsy move to skip the veggie section, but that's what that we're there for. The fact that you've stayed this loyal to Subway tie is nothing short of a miracle. <laughs> this I know, dude. I'm literally eating air when I'm there. I'm like, mm, yum, crunchy, crunchy, crunchy air. <laughs> crunchy water, yeah. Oh, man. Well, it was to show, though, that the cheese and bread are, and the sauce are really, um, they really carry the sandwich. Mm hmm. So I'm thinking, Ty, next time we're at Subway, we have to offer whoever is in line with us a double meatball sub and then film them eating it. I think that'd be a fun bit. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I don't want to eat it myself, but I would love to pay somebody to do it for me. A surrogate sandwich consumer. (laughs) Brilliant. Also, we should get a a clean take of the sandwich artist's face when we place our order. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure they'll make some facial expression. Exactly. Oh, interesting. Well, I can't say I've ever had a positive experience eating the football, the meatball (laughs) footlong. No, me either, dude. And I I remember the good old Beyond Meatball days. Sometimes I I miss them. I long for them. I footlong for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I... I know it's best that it's out of my life now, you know? It's like a toxic X in that way. But in this case, it's toxic toxic consumables, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one degree removed from taking drugs. Mm-hmm. But also, it's kind of crazy to think, Ty. If you have a Beyond Meatball sub, like in like circa 2021, that whole sandwich is synthetic material. Yeah, that's crazy. The bread, like, meat. <laughs> fake bread. And then also the meat is lab grown. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing in the sandwich it, that's from the earth. <laughs> that was around the time they probably added the Daya fake cheese to the menu, too. So you could truly make some space oh, food. Shit. Wow. Yeah, dude, you could leave that sandwich on your patio for five years and it would look the same. That's crazy. W- look how far we've come. And we, someone will look at that and be like, hmm, appetizing. It's literally simulation food, like <laughs> VR shit. <laughs> Imagine having to explain that to like aliens. Like aliens come to the earth. They're like, guys, we have just one question. What's going on at Subway? Why, why do you have a restaurant where you make the food? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's what we need, dude. We need some green little green man to talk sense into us and they're like, why are you yeah. getting all that little little brown lettuce <laughs> yeah dude instead of going to a grocery store and buying the exact same stuff at a cheaper price and a better quality you're going to subway where 
the balls of meat are shaped like balls for some reason. Dude, I think I know why. I think it's because there is a credibility associated with the clear plastic glove. Okay? Hear me out. Think about all of the use cases where a clear plastic glove is donned. I can only think of four. It's a doctor, a surgeon. Ooh, that's credible, you know? Mm -hmm. Pretty good. Someone who's managing an expensive object like a a watch whenever i watch 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 videos watch watch videos they're always wearing gloves look at uncut gems for example and that was going to be my third thing was currency whenever people manage diamonds or gold they're wearing gloves as well and then the fourth one of the four horsemen of people who wear gloves is a sandwich artist (laughs) (laughs) this is a great point ty but I don't know if all those people are truly wearing clear plastic gloves in the same style as sandwich artists, because like those ones are kind of like thinner and are like baggy. <laughs> like there's there's room they're not, for they're play. They're not the Skims version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're they're not the like body shaping contouring gloves with that like you know are that fit like a glove as they say mm-hmm. that's true like the sandwich artists are still rocking skinny fit in 2024 they need to adopt like the daniel arsham black oversized fit for their gloves when they're handling mm-hmm. their the sculptures that they create <laughs> exactly oh and also art handlers wear gloves <laughs> art hand- dude that's crazy <laughs> wow so people who are handling art wear gloves that's I think that's my takeaway here is that mm-hmm. artists of every sort wear gloves. Even a painter like a Pollock type is probably wearing gloves at some point in their studio. Mm-hmm. You're right. If you want to go a step further, I guess all professionals are wearing gloves. So like your sandwich being created by a professional has like a certain kind of like different feeling to it as well. You know what I mean, it's like mm-hmm. a real amateur would just kind of like use their bare hands and grab some ingredients out of the fridge and slap them together, but not a sandwich artist. I'm sure we've drawn this graph before on this podcast, but I think how it actually works is uh, amateurs wear no gloves, like middle of the pack wears gloves, and then as soon as you enter the professional side of the spectrum, you stop wearing <laughs> gloves again. No no Michelin star chef has got gloving up before they like plate your meal. Oh, fuck. You're so right, dude. The umami that is like naturally on the mm-hmm. tattooed sandwich artist's fingers <laughs> might add to the to the meal at the end, but yeah, dude, not the minimum wage that, kind, the only the Michelin kind. Yeah. At Subway, I don't want skin cell as my garnish. I want, I want Parmesan, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but exactly. it's not quite the same when it's a celebrity chef. Like, That's true. That's true. Gobble, gobble. Whatever is under Renee Redzepi's fingernails can go on my sandwich. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's good enough for them. It's good enough for my palate. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Ty, I want to talk, quickly talk to you about this trend that I've been seeing on social media. Probably because I co-host this deranged little food podcast, I get tons of targeted ads for like insane, uh, insanely smart kitchen appliances and like home shit. <laughs> you know mm. what I mean? Like, for example, Ty, I keep seeing the same. I, okay, I don't know if anyone's ever bought this, but I keep seeing the same smart sink. I don't know if you've seen this or if anyone listening has seen this, but it's this like fucking crazily crazy choreographed demo where some guy like dumps some shit in their sink and then like rinses their cup like they do at a bar. 
you know, when they like put it on mm. the little spinner and then it just like cleans the inside of it. They do that. Mm-hmm. And then they pull out some weird unfolded tray where they can like dice vegetables. And then they kind of like have like several different modes for spraying the vegetables down. Have you seen this? Oh yeah, dude. I actually have seen this choreographed gauntlet. <laughs> It has graced my algorithm and it must be for the same reason as you. This is an absolutely absurd Swiss army knife of a sink. Like they're trying to cram so many features in here. This feature bloated tin container. <laughs> like It's whack. I mean, it's unbelievable. And I just like don't think anyone has the desire to buy one of these things. Like they got to be going for at least like $3,000, right? To like mm-hmm. rip out your dumb little metal sink with no modes your sink has no modes <laughs> your sink like, doesn't you have poor? sport mode <laughs> <laughs> like like your sink is just a metal box with a hole in it how fucking poor are you <laughs> dude that's so lame wait your faucet doesn't have quattro <laughs> yeah exactly dude this sink has got four-wheel drive and it's got fucking heated seats <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah dude like I don't really get it. Like, what are people doing that they require like a vegetable washing setting on their sink? Do you think people need this? Are we just out of touch? Fucking barbarians. Dude, I think it's appealing to the like human urge to be a professional. And like everyone has this like culinary instinct to like be good at cooking, but nobody Mm -hmm. actually is. So like a smart, a smart sink, a smart stove, a smart fridge is all wasted on a dumb chef. And we're all dumb chefs and we're not going to be smarter because we're getting all of we're literally following a TikTok to like make spaghetti. And we're like pausing, holding our finger down to pause it and stirring <laughs> the noodles with the other hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, and you're going to be more efficient because you're you can set a timer on your stove via that same phone. I don't think so. You're so right, dude. I still have to check the pasta box to see how long to boil the noodles for. You know, what I mean, you think I would just memorize that by now? Uh, <laughs> like it's not. There's no minutes. way I got that memorized. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's always the same. Like I don't know why I still look at the box. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, this sink. It, you're right. It does appeal to like the technologification and like complication mm-hmm. of like everyday things, like. Why do I need a smart mattress that tells me that I didn't sleep last night? Like, I know that. <laughs> I could feel it. I agree. <laughs> like, I, yeah. Dude, and everything beeps. Every All my shit's beeping now. Like, there's a symphony happening <laughs> in my kitchen. <laughs> yeah, like, why is my stove giving me notifications? <laughs> <laughs> I can't reply to this gr- green text on my fridge screen. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> dude surfing linkedin from the fridge is pretty funny though you're like looking at guys in suits while you're like in the middle of the night (laughs) yeah it's like i would like to react to the fact that new ice cubes have been made you know (laughs) and i leave a heart but there's another one that really takes the cake for cursed kind of like over designed shit and as i hit this paywall it is this Mm -hmm. um six thousand dollar battery powered stove And this is something that I've like seen ads for and like just been like told about as well. It's pretty amazing though. You can boil water in 30 seconds on the stove. Yeah, dude. It's just like hyperdrive. Wow, that's crazy. It's battery powered, so there's no no power outlet. Like (laughs) well, okay, so it plugs into the wall and 
basically the point of the battery is that it's able to like give power, whatever it needs to power with way more electricity because the wall can only give you like whatever, 120 volts, right? Oh, shit. So you can like absolutely nuke like a steak. (laughs) Like if you, if three minutes is too long per side and you want it done in one second, like you could do that with this stuff. Holy shit. Literally sport mode. That's kind of cool. That's like you're turning your entire inside of your kitchen into the inside of the microwave. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of scary, though. Like, I don't know if I can trust people with that much power going to like a clay pot. Like, wouldn't it just like Mm -hmm. shatter like whatever like Le Creuset that you have on your whatever replica Le Creuset you have on your stove? Dude, that shit's going to shatter like an onion itself. You know, it's going to break down molecular structures. Mm-hmm. I kind of want it. I kind of like the idea of just like super shotting my shit. Mm. I don't know, dude. I don't know if I like same thing with the sinks, man. I don't know if I am down with these like minimal like graphic design, <laughs> graphic designers designing products. <laughs> like I don't need like like I just need like a simple gas stove because they're still the best at the end of the day. Like if the power goes it's out, true. like you're kind of fucked. Like the battery doesn't last that long. But on the flip side, it democratizes who can have access to a stove. Like if you are an unhoused person, you can now have a stove in your encampment because you don't require an outlet. Sure, you'll have to like charge it at Starbucks, but (laughs) you still bring it home later that day and then cook a nice meal. I should clarify, Ty, this isn't a portable stove. This is something that you install in your kitchen to to replace your stove you have today. So you're saying it's stove sized? It's a real stove. It's like four burners, bro. It's like you're not carrying that to the encampment. Damn, the V4 is staying where you put it. Okay. Exactly. It's in park. Well, uh, that that changes things. You're probably not hauling an entire stove into your local Starbucks to recharge, (laughs) although that would be even funnier. Definitely not. But if you are a nomadic tech bro, I can totally see you like fitting one in your Cybertruck (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. and so it like uses the battery of the Cybertruck to like heat up your instant noodles while you're like camping in uh, Yosemite yeah no kidding you gotta really have a, like a masters in alternating current to set that up but that's why you're a tech mm-hmm. bro well yeah dude. okay I, I, we live in Canada where it is normal to when you move into a new apartment there's just a stove there. There's a fridge already there. But that's not always the case in a lot of areas in America and Europe. Wherever you move into, people take the appliances with them when they leave. And I think it's so weird because you're, who's going to try to put a fridge in the back of a minivan just to take it somewhere that already had a fridge? It's silly, <laughs> but <laughs> that's the case. So there is something about these appliances being a part of your personal identity. So of course you need the like most souped up, riced out sink on earth if that is a part of your brand Mm. i mean to be honest i think people who move aren't looking at the are are not looking at this product with like serious intention who's this product for then i think it's for people who own a huge house who will never move again (laughs) like someone (laughs) who's just like planted their roots and like yep i have this perfect seven bedroom mansion um with my one acre of property and i'm gonna die here basically and so i'm going to spend eight thousand dollars on some hi-fi ojas speakers 
And I'm mm. also going to get the battery powered stove because fuck it. Fuck it. Why not? You're right. It's kind of a celebrity move too. You know, it's like when Connie's like, they're like, how's your pool? He's like, never swam in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can't move the pool with you. It's like you install yeah. it. And then you, when you, I don't know, die, you die in your pool. <laughs> Set it and forget it, baby. Exactly. RIP to Matthew Perry. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh, man. A real, yeah, a real bruise on 2023, but it's a new year. Exactly. Um, it's a new year. It's a new episode. Anything else you want to talk about? I think we're ready to sign off, King. Breadheads, breadwinners, bread losers, thank you for listening. We appreciate your um, attention twice a week. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again on Friday. Ciao. Ciao.